I don't know what to tell you. It's a miracle we can even keep this terror engine under control. This tech isn't like our tech. It's it's special. It's almost alive. Hi, I'm Lucy, and I'm playing Vake. This job isn't so much keeping the engine running as it is keeping it from fixing everything around it, according to some weird plan. Hi, I'm Zoe, and I'm playing Comet Baby Teeth Sharps. I mean, sure, we can use it to keep the lights on, the water clean, drain it into the fuel tanks of machines that can use it. Hi, I'm Ben, and I'm playing Jones Johnson the Fourth. But the only folks who can really tell it what to do are the ego drivers. Hi, I'm Jim Ryan, and I am playing Karloff Carradine. And all they can use its power for is death. You Welcome to Tabletop Garden, an actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters, and we do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir. Today, we're continuing Ego Driver, a campaign of post-apocalyptic vehicular combat using the Big Eyes, Small Mouth, 3rd Edition rule set. As a note, as we're heading into the final several episodes here, the episodes are going to be a little long, just due to where the good breaks in the story were and and the where that we did out of character chats usually we've had episodes that are about an hour long these are a little bit chunkier but uh hopefully they won't drag on too long as usual if you want to see episodes early you can go to patreon.com slash gregory avery weir and support my work there As always, our agenda is to honestly portray diverse characters, pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with social responsibility. For this campaign, we're also following the rules save yourself, make it look good, and live like you're dying. For more info on the show, visit tabletop.garden. We now continue Tabletop Garden, Ego Driver. Perhaps an object demonstration would be appropriate? And they raise one hand up, and this golden glow comes like forms in their hand above their head, and then seems to burst and drift downward in glittery, shimmery gold down onto the vehicles around you. And you see little blue glows sh- gleaming in among the machinery that that is all around. Yeah, Jones is definitely looking around frantically trying to figure out what's about to happen. Yep. Now is the time for me to activate my targeting system. <laughs> all right. Are you targeting this person or just being ready for attacks? I am. That's an excellent question. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, with the mine's targeting system, I am locking on, but I'm not. I'm not attacking yet. I, I want to be ready to do so. Should this about to go south, which it looks like it might very well. So you've got him in your crosshairs, and uh, around you, you see headlights snap on and engines rev, and uh, dead vehicles all around you are coming back to life. They're APCs and Humvees and a bunch of just heavy vehicles are revving and pulling themselves free from piles of debris. And these these cars shouldn't be running as well as they seem to be. Like you're you're seeing big holes in their engines and and some of their wheels are most of their wheels are just bare rims, but that blue glow in among them seems to be keeping them together enough to be able to run. So have you been like waiting for it? I'm doing this over the loudspeaker, of course. Um, have you been saving this for us? It doesn't look like these have been moved in a while. Were you just kind of waiting for somebody to show off to? What's what's the deal here? Uh, they say... I got a little tip that you might be showing up. An old family member that I haven't spoken to in quite some time, and I figured that I'd give you all a little bit of a thrill tonight. Oh boy. Rutro. I have a I have a feeling that I know what this one's name is. And you see cars around you start gunning and converging on your location. Uh, so let me real quick set up a <laughs> battleground. Well, at least these cars, um, we don't have to worry about killing anyone. <laughs> we can just destroy them indiscriminately. <laughs> Simple joys. Um. Without without conscience. Tell me more about your feelings toward destroying non-human things. <laughs> Gee, Jolissa, you put me in a tough spot here. Oh, I see what you mean. Because they are not organic material, it is fine to destroy them indiscriminately. They're just old cars, Jolissa. I mean, if you can communicate with them, great, but... I think they're just old cars and they're 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 probably going to start coming at us real soon. <laughs> well, I guess we shall see, shan't we? If it makes you feel any better, uh I I might not shoot first. You know, I'm just sort of sitting in my car thinking, "Yep. It's a trap." And I press the the launch button. <laughs> All right, Admiral Akbar. I know, right? It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> So Karloff hits the fire the launch button and that mine goes beep 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 and sails out through the air towards this figure up on the top of the crane and a moment before it hits the figure explodes into a cloud of what look like some sort of animal bats maybe and the <laughs> Uh, 
the mine explodes and you see a few of them catch fire and fall to the ground, but the rest of them flap in a huge swarm overhead in the darkness and you, you, you lose track of them in among the, the glaring lights of the vehicles around you. Well, crap. Is this a metallic vampire? We're fighting a metallic vampire, aren't we? Metallic? We thought it was a twisted piece of metal before they stood up. and. Uh, right. Oh. Uh, yeah, you're not sure if if you were just not quite seeing them right or if they were actually transformed into something else. Oh. Uh, so let's roll initiative. The irradiation vampire. Jones, you see these these zombie cars emerging from the wreckage on either side of you. You're in a relatively wide aisle. You're kind of going down the center row between two big seas of vehicles. And so you're at the, the front of the four of you, and you've got four of these cars readily visible on either side of you that seem to be gunning and heading your way. And what is the the boxes on the edge? Is that difficult the, terrain basically yeah those are that's piles of of vehicles that were not intact enough to move so they're just that's just twisted metal and and rubble okay uh yeah i don't want to be in the middle of a, a car sandwich and i think i'm just going to open up with a ram because it seems to be about the best configuration all right you turn right and start driving straight towards uh, one of the cars that's that's heading towards you, the one furthest away from the rest of the group, um, and you're you're caught in a game of chicken that you can tell neither one of you is inclined to end the easy way. Are you just going for a straight ram, or are you using your drill? Yeah, I'm gonna go straight to the drill. These things are. I do not know if this if Batman is going to uh, just start calling more of these things. So I think I'm gonna open up with a, a drill shot. Uh, you were a 15 to hit. They rolled a 15 to defend. So this car is uh, seems to be man- like maneuvering from side to side in an attempt to avoid your drill and hit you behind it. But you are able to keep up with it and keep the tip of your drill pointing towards it. And your drill uh, makes contact. And it does have 16 armor penetrating. Okay. Uh, it starts tearing through the the metal of this car, but something about the way that uh, that blue glow that's that's part of them is is near the front of the car, and it seems like these things are. It feels odd to describe to personify these hunks of junk, but it really does feel like they're eager to crash into things, and so you you have a feeling that that it'll be harder to damage them by just running into them um, but you're still able to do an enormous chunk of damage um, you're ignoring much of their armor but they've still got some that will protect them so you end up doing 50 you said he had 16 54 damage to this one and it is it's got a huge ragged hole down the side of it um, but is still running still moving okay so the the end result is I have ended up we have, we have I have ended up past it basically. Yeah, I think it hits it hits your your drill screw and you're kind of it's skittering off like a like a fork in a blender, and you end up scraping your sides against each other with it it almost torn in half but still moving behind you. Uh, Vic, 
Okay, I think what I am logistically going to be doing is readying an action. Okay. Um, but what I'd like to do is back up to here. Yeah, between the two cars, they're kind of at the back of the group. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, my car uh, has a quality called elasticity. Mm-hmm. So I also, I don't know, want to do this sort of equivalent of like wiggling my car butt and saying, nya, 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 nya. <laughs> So I'm hoping that these two cars are going to come, both of them, running at me. All right. You, you twist and ride your car. And what action are you preparing? To move out of the way when they both come running at me. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's my great plan. Okay, cool. Uh, so you get ready to to drive out of the way just as they're both slamming in, towards each other. Um, and it is the one part of the zombie car's turn. The one to Vake's left starts seems to, to be uh, successfully taunted first and goes driving towards them let's let's do contested drive checks okay to figure out if you can get out of the way fast enough so when a contested drive check is just me hitting the drive thing yep. Ooh. oh so you rolled a 19 and they rolled a 22 so they go careening towards you and you pull forward but um they seem to have been actually anticipating that, and so as you were directing your car to to move, they turn hard to the left and crash into you anyway. That's what I get for getting too into that na-na-na-na-na stuff. That is 30 damage with that crash. Ouch. Does that... Uh... Yeah, that's affected by armor and stuff. I think in that case, does it does it just slam into your armor and not do damage? I have 30 armor. Okay. So it impacts you and it just kind of smashes the front of itself against your armor uh, and the front of it crumples heavily but appears to have not at all impacted how, it, how well it drives despite the fact that it, its engine compartment is half the size it once was. Two of these cars uh, make a crash for Karloff's left side. Yeah. I guess give me one drive check since you're just doing the the one. Um... Righto. Well, no, give me two drive two checks. Drive checks. We'll, we'll do two contested drive checks. They rolled a 19 on their first attack. Okay. Nice. All right, so you're able to pull forward, and one of them zooms past your bat your back bumper. The other one rolls an 18. All right, here we go. Ooh. Um, I think and you I, rolled a 15. Yes, I think I would like to invest points at this point. Okay. Um, which, if I... So you can spend 10 energy points per plus one. Okay, so I would need to spend like 40 of those in order to change the result, yes? Yeah, let's see. They got an 18, you got a 16 with your specialization, so you need to spend 30, yeah. Oh, wait, so, oh, 30, okay. That's, that's slightly better. So I have 45 of them, so I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> All right. You spend the extra, you feel like you're not going to 
going to do it in time and you concentrate and turn your wheels slightly to get a little extra traction and you just barely pull ahead of this this ram with sparks thrown up from these dead cars scraping against your back bumper and the final car that's that's further forward of all of you revs and tries for its full acceleration to crash into the back of of jones's car so give me a drive check Uh, it rolls a 16 and you rolled a 21 um so you're able to to pull out of its way as it sails past you and just smashes into the the wall of rubble and then backs up a little bit to pull itself out and extricate itself again karloff okay let me see of these cars that are before us currently, I guess these two are still active, right? Yeah, yeah. They're even the ones that have crashed still seem to be active, even though they've taken damage that should suggest that they're not drivable. Okay, so moving around and stuff, and these cars have not gone yet, which is also somewhat troubling. All right, strange thing I'm about to attempt, and I'm not sure if the physics are going to bear out. So uh, mm-hmm. bear with me here. Uh, would it be possible for me to harpoon this car over here, reverse, and try to do it in such a way that I can smash it into these cars here? Um, you're going to harpoon one of the cars that hasn't attacked yet and try and smash it into the two that went after yes, you. Yes, basically by doing that and then with, through a combination of pulling on the, uh, of tightening the cable and and reversing in a few different directions to get probably I'd probably end up somewhere like down here or something crazy like that. But, yeah. yeah, sure. Give me your attack on that car first. Excellent. All right, here we go. That is a nineteen. Ooh. All right, you roll a nineteen. It rolls an eight, which means you beat it by eleven. So your how much uh, armor piercing does that have? Uh, let's see the harpoon gun has penetrating 10. So that means it's only got 10 armor against that, which means you deal 42 damage to it. And your harpoon is solidly stuck into this car. And then let's do a contested drive. Excellent. For you to pull against it. Oh, hey. Nicely done. So it rolled a 12 and you rolled a 21 total. Um, So you reverse uh and start dragging this car and it's it's uh we're struggling against you almost like a like a resisting animal um but you manage to drag it backwards and pull it with more and more force uh toward the other two cars that that are now sitting kind of off your back right bumper you're backing behind the group uh Vake, you're seeing this this happen uh, pretty much in in front of your windshield, and this one zombie car smashes hard into the two zombie cars that were attacking Karloff, and they don't seem to have been particularly hurt by the impact, but they are now kind of crushed together and intertwined in a way that their uh their engines are revving and struggling to pull apart from each other but as they're doing they're tearing at each other's chassis and are are just this tangled mess of metal and i'm gonna detach the cable for that one so that uh yeah it's not still bound to me 
all right and you end up back behind the rest of the group being able to see everyone out through your windshield uh comet you have this tangled mass of metal off to your left and you have a very angry looking car revving at you from your right that probably if it hits you would be able to slam you straight into that mess I am fully intending to leave the current position that I'm located in. I believe that if I go up towards Jones, I can probably hit these two zombie cars and not Jones with my electrical stunning blast weapon. And that is what I will do. As long as I can position myself so that my friend is not potentially incapacitated. All right, you you drive forward so that you're seeing the um, the two cars that are attacking Jones within your range, but leaving Jones just outside of it. And you activate your your stunner. Let's see if they're able to avoid it. Oof. Nope. <laughs> Uh, so so you rolled a 16, they rolled a 7 and an 8. Uh, they don't really have much of a sense of self-preservation, and your stunner hits them solidly. Are, do they even have the ability to be stunned? <laughs> yeah, because your, your thing, well, oh. It's, yeah. I guess you're not sure. I mean, I think the damage, the damage can work, yeah, but the, yeah. The damage <laughs> will work. They each take 36, which pushes um the the car that jones tore half off of um your shock races over its components and it must fry enough of them that even the terror energy can't uh keep this one active the car that uh tried to slam into jones earlier um you deal solid damage to and then it is going to make a body check Ooh. So it hits a 13, which is just enough to just not succeeds. get its its electrical systems incapacitated. Um, but you can see that parts of it are smoking from the the electricity, and so it probably this probably will work to disable it eventually. Nice. Uh, and the rest of the cars, uh, the the one out of this group of four, one of them just got fried by comets. Uh, stunner and one of them is still entangled up in that uh, mess of churning metal that is the three of them crashed together Uh, but the two remaining one of them will race forward and try and sandwich vake between itself and the other one that just went for vake (laughs) yes i'm here for it give me a drive check please so you both rolled 19s so that would mean that it as the attacker would hit Unless I wanted to spend energy points? Yes. I'm going to spend 10 of my energy points and improve it by one. All right. It looks like it's going to hit you, but you managed to figure out a, a skillful way to contort your tank. And I don't think the rest of you have seen this level of squirming from Fake's vehicle before. <laughs> it It is completely reshaping itself like it's just a metal balloon twisting and 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 making its tail so narrow that it just kind of gets squirted out from between these two junker cars who smash into each other head on and 
there's a growling of engines from them as their chassis twist together and it's they're hopelessly intertwined in the front they're struggling at each other pulling and pushing trying to to rip themselves apart but every every attempt they make just causes more damage to them my tank ripples it undulates in an untank like manner the remaining car that has yet to act takes a right and accelerates you can hear its engine rushing towards the back of comet's vehicle contested drive check yes please Ooh, just barely uh it rolled a an 18 you rolled a 19 uh so you're able to to pull what a hard right correct and let it go sailing past you and it crashes into the vehicle that that you stunned earlier and gets it uh these are both heavy armored vehicles um but the what would be called the the crack between two armor plates splits open and this one ends up embedded half in the other car in some uh horrific melding of two vehicles that's convenient so in this space at the moment uh everything is still for a bit and you hear the flutter of wings and the this cloud of bats descends behind all of you further away from the ship and coalesces into this figure again this 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 person in red and uh they spread their arms wide again and they say see this this is what you destroyed this power to reshape the world it's gone now and you see these cars that are merged together start to twist and undulate and ripple and instead of separate cars trying to pull apart from each other they're merging and bits of metal are crawling over each other and it's as if each mass of metal is combining and reshaping itself into something different and functional in a very a very unnatural way so i think that we will stop there for tonight Ah. i think the phrase (laughs) it is fascinating is it not that were you describing organic materials coming together in such a way you would call it erotica and yet because it is inorganic you call it horror I'm pretty sure when two people have sex, they don't actually merge their torsos. But, uh, you know, I may not she be doing it right. <laughs> I will send you several links. Unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness my old car can't accept links through the uh, radio transmission. My CB radio doesn't have hypertext mode enabled. What kind of CB radios are y'all using? Stuff from 2020. So we've talked in a bunch of different ways about post-apocalyptic media and how it views characters and, and how disability shows up in it. But I don't know that we've talked just in a general sense about 
what post-apocalypse means, like what its core metaphors are, why we are attracted to it. One thing that I mentioned in an earlier chat was how post-apocalypse is in some ways answering the question, what happened if all of the rules went away, if all of the power structures and all of the laws and ways of living that we have now were just suddenly gone and we got to we found out what happened kind of in a state of nature but with people who remembered the way things were what do y'all think about kind of the deeper meaning of post-apocalyptic fiction it's an interesting backdrop to throw different kinds of character types against um it's one of those elements that you can introduce that changes everything and you get to see how someone that you think you know how they will behave um, will then change their behavior uh, because they're now in this setting. And that's one of the things that's very interesting to me. So that's if you're approaching it from more of a character perspective. Um, and if you're approaching it from more of a plot perspective, then it does give you a certain uh, level of freedom with the stakes. I think you, you might say because you've got... You can basically build whatever you want out there. So you can pretty much move the dial on personal stakes from zero to infinity. In the sense of, like, what do you have to lose? There's that, yes, but the thing about having survived an apocalypse is you can build whatever you want after that, right? As a writer. Um, yeah. You can set up whatever structures you want and explore them, saying that these are the things that happened after everything went to hell. Given that, you can take these characters and put them into virtually any sort of system that you like. And there's not that expectation with like sci-fi where it's let's explain what is different like, like what changed. It's like well no, just stuff was thrown together. Or, or fantasy where you've got that undertrapping of like the mystical about it. This is just what if now but different. Yes, but I think having that uh, implication of uh, especially in a, a nearer future apocalypse where there are living people who remember how it was um, gives an interesting jumping off point because it sort of uh, it first assumes that, you know, you wouldn't have necessarily, unless it was a pure act of nature with absolutely no bearing on anything anyone did uh, for, as, as a member of the human race, like you're kind of implying that, something went wrong like whatever was happening before stopped working to the point where everyone destroyed themselves or an alien race destroyed them or an act of nature caused by human intervention destroyed them so it, it like it plays off of like we want to reinvent things probably because something that was happening wasn't working um, and you have the people who remember how it was and either, you know, acting to bring that back to preserve the old status quo or to or to have a blank slate to build something new on. Um, I think just capturing that like human fascination with the end of the world and, and seeing beyond it is one of the great gifts that uh, fiction can give us. Something that uh, had come into my mind about it is that post-apocalyptic 
fiction, I think, occupies a similar place as, like, Wild West and cowboy movies and stories do in some ways. Like, I think there are some similarities in that I think both of those kinds of stories are about the idea that I think a lot of us sort of unconsciously believe, which is that living in a culture, in a civilized uh, world, forces you to be something particular. Like you have to be a certain kind of person, wear a certain kind of mask in order to be civilized. And so those kind of stories are kind of about stripping people down to, I don't know, something essential, essentially human, but I think it, in that it sort of betrays a um, maybe something that is particularly um, a U.S. Um, kind of perspective, which is that people are individuals and sort of independent and capable of doing things independently and individually. And these kind of settings, I think, uh, in some ways can perpetuate that kind of idea of individuality that stories that take place in civilization uh, sometimes uh, make more challenging. One of the thoughts I had about it is there's an interesting hidden uh, statement in an apocalyptic scenario that is so assumed that we don't even think about it 99% of the time, which is that we survive. Mm -hmm. There's that element of Pick what you want. We nuked the world to oblivion. Water spontaneously disappeared. Water flooded the whole world. Aliens invaded. Every good superhero in the world is destroyed in a heartbeat. No matter what crazy apocalyptic scenario there is, there is that undercurrent of some level of humanity will survive, and we may see some very, some very dark and depraved efforts of humanity to survive, but... There is an interesting statement there that we write characters who have gone through this nuclear waste Armageddon scenario and will still continue and are strangely still recognizable as humans in their behavior and their personality. Yeah, I think of post-apocalypse as kind of in two categories. There's the the zombie apocalypse where something goes wrong with people but everything else is sort of left the way it was and then there's the nuclear apocalypse where the world is destroyed and we're sort of left in this ruined world and that idea that like the distinction between those in my mind is at least partly that you know is the earth okay even though we survived but both of them have us sticking around when Many of the actual actual existential threats that we look at, they're like, well, that's kind of that's kind of apocalyptic, like global pandemic or um, or the global warming issues that we're having currently. Like those are situations where the Earth is probably going to be pretty fine. Like there's still going to be trees and animals and and so on, just you know maybe slightly different ones, even if all the humans die out. But post apocalypses are all. The humans are going to make it in smaller numbers, but what happens to the rest of the world and how do they interact with that? Something also that I think is part of a lot of these stories is this core idea of 
being able to overcome fear when people are no longer behaving like people. And I've noticed in a lot of these stories that the, the heroes are often the ones that are trying to behave like human beings, at least in some way. And it's a question about standing up essentially to the bullies, standing up to the uh, folks who have become more powerful because they just took what they wanted. I mean, that's that's kind of the the postman is is a work that sort of directly exposes that of let's not act like the world has ended because we're still around. Exactly. I mean, it does sort of, though, require you to think that that the world is is getting worse though i mean even with the the tendril of hope offered by people some people some kind of people surviving there's still that sort of declinism right that that things are getting worse which i think geologically <laughs> is possibly true but i think morally maybe that's more questionable yeah, and I think it ties in with the fact that because, as we've been talking about, most of these make the assumption that we did this, that there was something that we did that was wrong. There's an implied, because there is something wrong with our modern world. And it can often be pretty reactionary in the sense of often the cause of the apocalypse is something new, something that we are doing now mm. that we didn't used to do. And isn't it convenient that it manages to end the world and return the return us to this imagined state of of pastoral innocence? But yes. I, I think maybe the fact that then all these stories, almost all these stories turn around and say, well, no, actually, we turn violent and assault each other in a Lord of the Flies sort of situation is maybe refuting that initial premise. I don't know. This reminds me of uh, the the previous episodes of um, Tabletop Garden uh, in our last foray into a possible post-apocalypse scenario. And I think we had some similar discussions about like what what kind of uh, imagining the setting that we were in um, and this sort of, oh gosh, what was the word? Something about having a very a very nature centric, like the natural world has overtaken. Uh, civilization it was solar punk solar punk that was it and post singularity also (laughs) and now i can't recall what i was going to tie that back to the the idea that that humanity has done something wrong um and that uh and that the end of the world or the end of life as we know it is a return to something better um the way the way it was before when it wasn't when we weren't doing all of these bad things, when we weren't meddling with forces we couldn't control, um, I think like Twitter. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Twitter is certainly going to be the the, the cause of the apocalypse, uh, as far as I know. If I had to put my money I'm just on, just waiting for the Twitter apocalypse. Thing. We know it's going to happen. You know, it, it's kind of interesting because I was thinking about apocalyptic literature and the concept of the apocalypse. And my brain kind of went back and realized that the way we use it in modern literature is completely different from the way it existed in our classical historic. Mm. I mean, when we go back to um, the Jewish and the Christian and even the Greek and the Roman, you know, you've got that it's much more about 
a religious concept that now it is the time of reckoning and most of our post-apocalyptic scenarios i'm trying to think of ones that are in the modern genre they almost always ignore any religious statement outside of things like left behind left behind or and then they all went to the rapture things like that almost all apocalyptic scenarios and most of those are not very apocalyptic from the way I normally view apocalypse, almost always the religion, the religious aspects are kind of cast aside when, if you kind of think about it, probably during the apocalypse would be when people would tend to get more religious. Yeah, you often see weird cults arise, but they're almost always like new cults of the atom bomb mm-hmm. and not like, see, we were right here. Yeah, you'd think some of those normal people would be like, and you foul sinners have brought this upon yourself. You'd think that would be a, a more common trope. Yeah, Maybe it is all uh, all, all circling back around to uh, all of the religious people <laughs> got, got taken away during that event and everyone left is uh, godless heathens left to inherit a, a spoiled earth. You know, next time I play a death-raced post-apocalyptic game scenario i am totally going to play the preacher who got left behind because that that just seems like an awesome character now oh yeah trigun is one of the main inspirations for this and it does have a preacher character who it it does yeah very clear is not really a preacher at least (laughs) in many ways that matter Um, and i've mentioned preacher before which i don't recommend due to many reasons but it it follows a, a similar like what is it to be a religious figure or to take on the the mask of a religious figure after the world has already ended speaking of um post-apocalyptic uh fiction though i used to know a person uh she was she's my ex-in-law now and her message on her answering machine was if we don't return your call it's because we've been taken up in the rapture (laughs) which (laughs) i always felt like that was i mean you know that was a thoughtful telephone message that painted a world. <laughs> you know, there's this service that people offer to uh, take care of people's pets after the rapture. Uh, if you pay them a fee ahead of time. I love it. It's a type of insurance <laughs> that's being offered. That's incre- an incredible business person came up with that idea. But also, as for the religious angle, I think also, if I remember right, the Book of Eli uh, goes into mm. that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. That's right. It's kind of a core thing. Yeah. I actually was trying to find out why the book of Revelation is at the end of the uh, Bible, the New Testament. I don't know why I went down that path. <laughs> it started with the book of, much like the book of Eli. <laughs> I mean, I really like the book of Mormon myself. I'm, I don't know. The book of the dead is nice. I think I think we have we have tapered <laughs> out. Thank you very much. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm sure we can come up with some more books if you like. <laughs> Speaking of post-apocalyptic zealots, uh, <laughs> you are in this this junkyard uh, with these healing zombie. Formerly car, now strange monstrosities starting to loom behind you, and in front of you is this this person in red. What are you all doing uh, for this moment? All of the zombie cars were are no longer threatening us. They were disabled. 
but now they're starting to reconstitute themselves with that that blue glow gotcha knitting them together into stranger shapes than before hmm. i'll uh i'll poke my head out the window this guy is like or this person is uh nearby us yeah they're they're still doing that thing where they're talking and it's like they're on a loudspeaker but they're probably 50 feet away hmm. well i think my i've got my line if we want to sure instead interrupt him so i think jones uh after Getting a little extra distance from the amalgam that is right next to his vehicle reassembling itself is going to kind of lean out a window and shout out, See now, look at them, they are cars. That ain't right. If that blue goo were as, as a healing and regenerative as you said it was, they'd be turning back into normal functional cars, not some kind of mutant what the hell stuff. I can't even imagine what that kind of stuff would do to a person over a long period of time. Uh, they say, who are you to say that this form that they're taking now is any more monstrous than what they were before? They were engines of death, and now, who knows? Yeah, see... Don't you find that exciting? No, 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 no. <laughs> it is not good when the car decides what it wants to look like. What I am is someone who knows what a Chevy 57 is supposed to look like, and that thing ain't one of those no more. And aiming sonic cannon. I see. So you know the place for all the tools that you use to serve your purposes, hmm? Well, I mean, if we build it, we should decide how it looks, unless if you're up there exerting some voodoo upon that blue goo... To make it look like what you want it to look like. But if not, it makes it sound like this energy you want to call, whatever. You're, you call it, since we use different words than you do. Whatever energy this is, sounds like it's deciding what you should make it. And I don't know about you, but I really don't want a computer deciding what I'm supposed to look like. Or an alien energy force, I guess. These ain't computer driven, right? Uh, no offense to the computer listening on the line. <laughs> no offense taken. However, should you wish to determine the long-term impact of said goo oh, on no, human no, I'm good, subjects, I'm good. <laughs> I was simply going to suggest you might observe two members of your party. Well, I don't know about the long term, but in the short term, I'm not sure they're looking right no more. I, I ain't a doctor, so I can't say for sure. Now feels like a good time to fire. <laughs> All right. You uh, you fire that sonic cannon at the person, and again, they burst into a bunch of black flying figures, bats, ravens, it's unclear, and the cloud flies in more unison toward the exit. Again, you catch a few of them in your blast, and so a few of the, the animals fall to the ground and, and are knocked out. But most of the flock or swarm is heading down the aisle toward the exit of the of the junkyard back kind of where you came from. I, I feel like following it. <laughs> I was about to say that, too. I, I think following it's going to happen now. I think that sounds great. All right. So you all start up your vehicles again and those shapes behind you finish reforming and start in most cases rolling but in a few cases walking or dragging themselves 
behind you as you pick up speed out of this junkyard and down the the road out of the military base that is surrounded by these fields and as you're following this swarm you see occasionally those golden sparkling lights coming off of the off of individuals in the swarm and settling on some ruined cars by the side of the road or on just spots in the field and the fields and instead of machines coming to life this time you see bodies start to pull themselves out of wrecks or tear their way out of the ground and these are decaying almost almost entirely skeletonized or or mummified corpses pulling up out of the ground their eyes glowing with that blue light and you're driving down the road now and see just all these figures looming in the wake of this swarm of bats or crows that you're chasing so let's roll initiative bat crows I, I really need to know, because if it's crows, it's a murder. If it's bats, it's a swarm. And that is a yeah. key difference. <laughs> Crow bats. What? This is an unlucky initiative round. <laughs> Three 13s in a row. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, I match everyone. <laughs> I'm... I got a 13 just like everyone else. That's legitimately surprising. I'm kind of confused as to how I can get a 13. <laughs> I think that as that's yeah, uh, maybe everyone should just re-roll. <laughs> Are we sure the sheet's working? No, I think that if you drive past one of the bodies that's lying on the ground of the 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 creatures, you can tell that it is neither a bat nor a crow. It is some black, not feathered creature, but with the bo- a body plan more reminiscent of a raven, but it's fleshy skin it's skin covered and has webbed wings okay as we roll past them they probably say i rolled a 13 too (laughs) (laughs) a swarm of 13s should we just re-roll really yeah just re-roll okay it's feeling a little better i don't know what order we'll we can put you in roughly you can assume that you got out of the vehicle out of the military base in around the same order as your initiative. Cool. Okay. Righto. That means I get to shoot flames out of my butt on the way out and not have to worry about any of my allies by my butt. Way to look I at mean, the bright side. I mean my car, not my actual butt. That would be a cool power, though. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll consider that with my spare points. Permission to moon out the bay window. <laughs> just, I was just going to say, I know a gastroenterologist if you really need help. <laughs> Just looking at the word zombie on the screen is sort of intimidating. That is true. I don't know. I think it's kind of a thriller. (laughs) So I think Jones has a higher mod than Karloff, so we'll have Jones go first. Up ahead, you see your lights illuminate this highway that now has all of these shambling figures moving towards it apparently intending to intercept the path of your cars they're all like human like 
they don't seem like they can do too much harm to a vehicle but there are a lot of them and then in the distance you can kind of you can barely see off and on that that cloud of of dark just silhouetted against the sky so but these are skeletal they're pretty well decayed yeah some of them seem to have clothes or or bits of flesh that are that are still around i mean you'd guess that there's probably some bodies that are still that are from the past few decades but you know just from especially since you were mining that there are corpses just everywhere from when the bombs fell Alrighty. well Pulling out my wilderness survival guide, which says in case of zombie, shoot for the head. So I think I'd probably just take out the pistol and take a shot at one of the nearest ones just to see if it still works on them. Okay. So you lean out your window and aiming for the head. That's a minus three. Minus one for me. I have okay specialty in cold shot or whatever the correct mod is for this precise shot. That's the one. So you got a 12 after the modifier. They got an 11. You hit one of the closer ones solidly in the head uh its head just shatters and it immediately slumps over given given the an- power of animation that this this energy seems to have that suggests that your guess of headshots is correct this seems to be have been extra effective uh it doesn't seem to be getting up again i'll pass on the radio uh shoot him on the head gets him back to the dead real fast <laughs> roger Karloff? You've become quite the poet today. You say that the bats are far away against the sky. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to know, is that within, uh, is that still within 100 meters? Um, yeah, they're probably within the range of your, that's your, your mine, your uh, magnet that's my cannon. thing, right? The oh, mines that's your have a range of a kilometer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Three, let's see, 100 meters is, is a football field. Yeah, we'll say that they're 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 picking up speed, so they won't be for long uh, unless you all can can keep pace. Um, but yeah, they're still within the range of they're still within a hundred meters. Okay, I don't know how close the uh, the zombie hordes are, um, so I may need to leap over them to do this. I don't know. Um, I'll only I'll only leap if they are going to be like right up at me. Uh, before I can do anything else, say, next round. Um, but uh, I want to aim the sonic cannon at the center mass. It's an area weapon, so um, so at the center of the mass of bats, and fire at them. All right. Um, I think that you will probably be encountering zombies one way or another before your next turn, so if you want to jump, you can do that. All right. I, I, will, I will do that in midair, then, as is my wont. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I think they're the only ones that can fly. <laughs> All right. So that is a 17. All right. So that is a a very good jump. Um, you have been driving alongside Jones, and then you trigger your, your rockets, and you leap up into the air, and you're probably maintaining pace with, with Jones pretty well, but you're up in the air now and can look down at this just expansive field of dead crops and and just barely still tilled land and you can see that that swarm uh of creatures is 
actually a little harder to see now just because it's it's now against the dark land um, but you can see up ahead of it in the distance there seems to be some sort of set of buildings in the middle of, of some fields that it's heading for hmm okay all right so let us fire the sonic cannon and see what happens I imagine this sort of uh, wave looking beam comes out of it as it typically does and uh, aims at that area with the the things in the air. All right. Ah! <laughs> so you get a 14. Uh, they get a 15. Um, so you fire this blast, and it's really just spot on. Looks like it's perfectly going to encompass a huge chunk of the swarm. And then as that ripple is passing out from you, the, the swarm just splits and makes a, a hole in itself, and that that wave passes through it and like uh an animal or two gets hit but most of it is perfectly fine all right i guess we're gonna just keep whittling them down (laughs) it did seem like area was the way to go for this it's just it was it was really dodgy okay next time Do I land on any zombies as I come down? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. You uh, you crash onto one of these um, one of these bodies, and uh, it you know immediately is crushed and goes down. But it feels more impactful than you kind of expect. Like you've probably just over the course of of this this life that you lead hit people or hit bodies with your car before. Um, this seems sturdier than you're used to Mm, yeah definitely (laughs) that was part of my training (laughs) uh vake you are driving along behind jones and karloff and they've now reached the kind of front of wave of zombies um and you're very soon going to be in among all these shambling people that are heading for the road what do you do uh so our Joneses and Karloff's vehicles sort of in line to reaching Thriller from where I am? Um, or do I need to drive around them to get there? Uh, there's enough space on this. This is like a rural highway. Um, there's enough space that you could pass them. Um, they're, I mean, that swarm of creatures is in the air. Uh, so... How far up in the air? Probably 15 feet off the ground. It's staying pretty low. Height of, Uh-oh. like, top of trees height. Well, we will uh, have our spikes come out of the tank in preparation for the approaching zombies. Okay. So we're ready for that. Those spikes uh, extend and are, are sticking out from... Do they come from between armor plates? Uh, yes. They and they're really asymmetrically organized, so it doesn't look uh logical, like what parts they come out of. So yeah, just sort of right. asymmetrical, dotted around the tank in different places. What Vake does is uh come out of one of the apertures uh on the tank, and they will use pole to vault up into the midst of the swarm 
of thriller and attempt to swing pole around in a circle and get as many as possible before I have to land again, preferably on my own vehicle. Hmm. Okay. I think that's a... That's my plan. I think that's a very tricky jump. Agreed. Um, so let's... And I don't, I don't think you can do that jump and like land back on your vehicle. So I think you would end up in, in the road ahead if you okay. did that. I'll accept this risk. So give me a, an acrobatics at minus three, and I'll do a roll for Thriller to just get out of the way. Oh, wow. You rolled really Ooh. high. I mean, you're really good at this, and you also rolled real high. It's got a green box around it, so I think it's good. <laughs> Indeed. I think green usually indicates a crit of some kind, or usually the highest number you can possibly get on the die. Yeah, I used my my deductive reasoning skills to sort that out. Yeah, I only just guessed. I wasn't completely sure. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a 23, which I'll say means that you were able to pull off this this jump with a combination of your your car doing a hard acceleration and you launching yourself forward with the extra boost that the that the pole gives you um you go rocketing through the air it it probably looks for a moment uh, to the rest of the folks as if your car shot something out because of how fast you're going um but as you reach the top of your arc and are even with the swarm um the rest of you are able to see that it is indeed vake who's been launched like out of a cannon and give me an attack I am going to use my leap attack. It seems appropriate. Yeah, that that, seem, that makes sense. And I do have area effect. Okay. Oof, not very good. This is the second time that they've been attacked. Uh, so that's a 19. Your attack is a 9. Uh, so you swing at them and your your pole is, goes in an, in a, an elaborate arc and just the swarm just parts around your pole and you are unable to hit a single one of them. And then you come crashing down to the ground, thrown off balance by your acrobatic spin you had to do. And you probably bounce a few times and, and throw up a little dust on the ground as you come to a stop in the midst of a whole bunch of these zombies. I, I would just like to... Uh have a really awesome landing even though i'm thrown off balance and have to use one of my hands it still looks real cool because of that good roll i had on acrobatics right yeah so you're let's see your your defense is down but you also jumped real good so i just want to look cool that's what's important here <laughs> let's can we just focus on the important part <laughs> yeah i think that might mean that you like superhero landing. do do some like really impressive like somersaults and handsprings to to shed the excess speed uh, but you're left in in a little bit more of a an uneven pose at the end of it. It looks really cool, but is probably not the best for just getting swarmed by corpses. Thank you. Who are immediately going to take advantage of this? They're probably, I think I'll say that four of them can get to you and attack you at once. So we'll do these attacks one at a time. So it's it's a... How noisy are they? <laughs> Uh, they are not making any noise. They are to anyone else. They would probably be unsettlingly quiet, but they're they're just moving towards you and and grabbing at you. And you can see that the because they don't have skin on their 
on their hands, you're just left with like jagged tips of bone that are that are reaching for you. There's the first attack. And roll your defense and you're at a minus three to start with. I'm just looking for it. So they rolled a nine, you rolled an eleven, which drops to an eight. So the first slash does connect. Your armor situation is I think you've got my you've armor got... is I have ten armor on my personal self. Okay, and then twenty force field? Correct. Alright, so it um these claws are doing 25 damage, so 20 of that hits your force field and drops your force field a level, and then the rest of it just, they tear at your rags and probably sh- shred a few of the pieces of cloth, but don't do much else, thanks to the armor underneath it. Okay, so that's what my force field is 16. Okay. And then the next uh, pair of arms descends upon you, so you're at an additional minus one here, so they got a 14 to attack you got a 17 which drops to a 13 so this one also ah. connected um so now i think your force field is at 16 so they've got nine that that are that's coming through your force field um and goes uh grates against your armor so your force field drops again you're all seeing this this flashing static up ahead as these zombies are are clawing at at vake on the ground the third attack you're at a minus, additional minus three on this, so a minus six total. <laughs> Always just one under. <laughs> yep, they got a 10. You rolled a 15, so yours was a nine. So that's another 25 damage. This time your force field is down to 12. So uh, 13 of it goes through. Um, so claw the, the bone, sharp bits of bone start penetrating your armor, and you take that three damage i think okay don't forget that you have energy points that you could spend if you so choose to bump up your rolls well i uh might want to save that (laughs) i have a feeling that it's not going to get better for me here don't disagree (laughs) the final zombie just jumps on this heap on top and is is tearing at you from above and again totally quiet silent very polite i've had worse foes so now you're at a minus six six so that's a total of minus nine so they got a nine and your your end defense was a four um no i thought the lowest it could go was minus six yeah but you also have the three from your from your bad landing from the leaping attack too right too right so your force field is now at eight so 17 gets through to your armor, so 7 gets through to your skin. So you're getting torn up. There's blood staining your your rags again. And the rest of you, Karloff, you landed on one. Are you all just going ahead and being willing to drive through these critters? Or are you trying to dodge around them? I guess both Karloff and Jones. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the word through is my trajectory. Gonna roll up the window and just keep on. I might not even turn on the drill for these things. <laughs> All right. It's like an immersion <laughs> blender at that point. Yeah, it's it, yeah. well. I think, I think there may be somewhere back in the back of Jones's head that just goes, "These were people once. Let's 
not let's not turn on the drill not desecrate too many corpses yeah this this could get a little too messy for him and i think that i think that you're you're definitely just hitting some of them as as you're going past i think that a few of them try and grab for each of your vehicles uh so this will be i guess a grapple on you um so uh this is an attack on karloff I am also, just for the sake of information, I am also going through, um, as uh, I don't have any little voice in the back of my head whatsoever <laughs> anymore. They were silenced long ago, uh, and I am extending the electro-ram while I'm going through them. All right, so so Jones is probably looking a little grim, whereas Karloff is looking exactly as he always looks, and <laughs> occasionally spearing a... a zombie as he goes past uh so Karloff, for only defense please i will do this thing dcv that's that's a tie which goes Ooh. to the goes the attacker yes one, goes to the attacker like remind me what the the cost of these eps again you can spend 10 ep for a plus one okay i'm going to leave it <laughs> okay i don't know if i recharged or not uh you hmm I think that you waved away our our damage from the last fight since we had several days on the road. Yeah, I don't think you spent any in the the demolition derby. Um, okay. So yeah, so you've got all your energy. Okay, that's good. That's helpful. Um, since it's one point, I, I think just for the sake of not not wanting to to die again so quickly, <laughs> um, I am going to sp- go ahead and spend ten of those. And uh, just bump that up to a fourteen. All right, so so one grabs and like an arm manages to catch on your fender, and you are able to wrench to to narrow your eyes and wrench the wheel violently and rip it free, and you're left with a a bit of zombie stuck in your car, but but not one climbing on it. Yay! And Jones, give me a defense, please. Uh, I am actually going to forgo that. Okay, you're gonna let it crawl. You're gonna let it grab you. Yeah, I kind of want to play that out. I, w- I want to see that. Um, there's some cinematics in there that I think would be awesome to see. So, all right, we'll consider it. Jones is kind of closing his eyes or turning off the sonar just so he doesn't hear highly amplified sounds of bones shattering. <laughs> that I'm just going to, yeah. That's the continued toll of of the impacts of these bodies against your vehicle gets to you enough that you don't notice the one that is a slightly different noise as it manages to grab hold of of one of the the ladders or or handles or something on the side and start to climb up the side of your vehicle and it's the side that is not visible from by the other the cars of your allies so they can't spot it either Mm. um comet i think so your your path forward is basically being cleared by Karloff and Jones. Um, so you're not having to decide whether you're dodging or or smashing into um, these bodies. But I think that one of them from the side leaps out of the of the field and tries to grab your car as you go past. So right. roll me a defense, please. As I as I hastily roll up the window. <laughs> Maybe catch a few of its fingers. I guess it. I guess it doesn't stick. 
Yep, so it rolls an 11, you roll an 18, so it, it leaps forward for your open window, and you you don't hear it. It's not snarling or anything, it's just staring at you with those glowing eyes, and uh, you hastily roll up your window as fast as you can. I'm sure it's, knowing your car, it's got to be a manual Oh yeah, no, window, it's manual. Right? <laughs> and you manage to, to shut a few of its fingers, and I think probably a few finger bones fall off into your car, and it it is yeah. left behind you in your in your side view mirror. Oh boy. Well, I uh I will continue driving behind my allies. I still don't uh I don't see any zombie crawling on anyone's car. Um Correct. even if I'm coming up. All right. Um well I'm, it's time to make some some zombie kebabs. Uh <laughs> what's uh, it, is there anywhere, I don't know if this is possible, but this is probably what I would be thinking about at the time. Um, are there any zombies that are sort of close enough together that I might be able to get through two of them with my with my lance harpoon weapon? Sure, yeah. yeah. That's You can probably do that. I would like to aim for a, a zombie cluster and try to, try to snag a couple of them. Um, okay, let's say minus one on the first, minus three on the second. Sure. I think that makes sense. Works. Zombie clusters are my favorite cereal. Zombie <laughs> clusters. Well, I'm making zombie kebabs. I guess you'll make one attack roll. With a 15. And then I'll make two defense rolls first and the second. So you rolled a 15. Uh, they roll both rolled 12s, um, even with the, the penalties that hits them both. Uh, so you fire out with your lance at, at two that are probably, what, two that are threatening Vake's car? Sure. That makes sense, since they're the most threatened at the moment. And the lance goes straight through the two of them, and you've got uh, probably the first ones on the line that your lance is attached to, and the second one has the lance through them and, and hooked solidly into them. Excellent. Um, and yeah, I'll just try to drive up. Has has the swarm dissipated yet, or is it still around? Uh, the swarm of, of creatures is still up ahead. Um, it's Vake wasn't able to... to do much to it and uh it's it's still flying it's you're losing sight of it now and then uh you know where it is um but it's now pulled ahead of y'all a little bit because you're getting slowed down just by the the impact of the bodies that you're having to either dodge around or plow through well i'll uh, i'll just keep heading in that direction jones um you are hearing all sorts of things thunking on the outside of your vehicle and presumably don't uh, don't think much of it beyond how unfortunate this all is. Um, that the swarm is now further ahead. You can see Vake up ahead of you um, and you're very quickly closing on them. Um, you're not in any risk of, of hitting them, but you can see that they've got uh, a bunch of critters piled on top of them. Yeah, I was wondering... I don't think there's any way to, like, not hit someone with a sweep or an AoE or something like that. So I really don't want to shoot at Vague. I think most of yours are, are like, explosives and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure tossing an explosives would be a bad idea, even firing off the lasers. I think sweep would mean I'd hit everybody in the, in the area, and I don't want to do that. So I think probably the best idea would be taking pot shot at the uh, fleeing swarm of not bats. 
So I think I'm going to fire up the laser and see if just through sheer volume of fire, I might be able to punch enough of these critters for it to actually notice. Are you doing the, the sweep thing where you're using the auto fire as, as a more general cone? I'm not sure if that's the correct thing to do against a swarm mechanically. Yeah, I think that, unfortunately, I think the mechanics are not quite mm. clear. Um, but uh, sp the spreading that you get from spraying an area will be more effective. Okay, we'll go with that then. Okay, so this is, let's see, the, the attack penalty is... Minus three, is that affected by... I don't think that's affected by your precise shot. Yeah, so just give me an attack at minus three. There we go. So that's a good roll. with the minus three. Okay, so you... You're an 18 in the end. Uh, it's a 14. Is this laser... Is it like firing a number of distinct blasts like pew, 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 pew? Or is it just a... <laughs> is it auto-fire in the sense that it's this continuous burning no, beam? No, um... What I figure it is, is it's got a prism on the front of it, and so it's the, 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 the laser is cycling between the different prisms, so there are a large number of lasers that are just slightly physically displaced from each other, firing one after the other. Okay, so like a yeah. Gatling gun laser. It's like instead of a Gatling gun where the barrels cycle, it's a Gatling gun where the power cycles and the barrels hold still. Okay, so the these laser beams fire out in this spread, and they're individually catching some of these critters, and each time they hit one, it catches fire and, and falls to the ground, and you're, you're definitely making more progress through this swarm than you would be if you were attacking individually. Um, it's still just a whole lot of physical animals that yeah. you're dealing with i'd rather throw explosives but he is way out of range for that karloff speaking of explosives <laughs> how far away is he exactly do we know they are um i i guess i'll say they're 300 meters at this point okay yeah that's pretty far but they're quickly closing in on that that structure that karloff saw when karloff was up in the air you know, something I keep forgetting to say is to have you make um, checks when I use the sonic cannon to see if they get deafened, but we shall not worry about that right now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a okay. separate I'll try and remember that. that. Um, they've got to be like a 12 with, I think, some sort of body type thing. Anyway, because um, <laughs> I finally remembered I can search PDFs for keywords. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yes, I know. It's amazing, isn't it? We're living in the future. I know. How did this happen? Um, but... Uh, 300 meters, that's a bit far away for anything but the mines. Uh, so I'm going to try to uh, target again one of the bats in the center, ma center mass, uh, center of the mass, and uh, aim one of my magnetic mines, uh, send it after it. And uh, it has a homing attack, so hopefully this will be helpful. <laughs> it's going to follow them around for a while, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, shall I go ahead with that? Yes, please. All right, so I use a little so targeting, trying to get sort of the center of the cluster, and I press the button and launch launch a mine out, which starts homing toward the target. So the little spherical metallic thing goes hurtling hurtling off into the distance. <laughs> oh, since since the swarm is 
doesn't have an initiative, I haven't established when it will reset its defenses. We'll say that it happened at the top of the round, so it's at a minus one at the moment. Um, your mine goes beeping towards the swarm and manages to home in on one of the members of it, and there's a large explosion. It's area two, so it's a decently large size, and you take out a large chunk of the swarm with this. Um, there's this just rain of these bat bird creatures that fall out of the sky and the swarm is significantly reduced in size excellent Karloff grins very slightly as he continues mowing down zombies <laughs> in front of him Vic, you are at the bottom of a dog pile of, of zombies and uh, you can hear the roar of your allies' vehicles approaching. So there's literally zombies on top of me? Yeah, so so you're not grappled, um, but you've got three zombies coming at you from all sides and then one that's sort of climbed on top of the other ones and is is clawing at you from above. And the swarm is way far gone. They are super gone. Yeah, way off in the distance. Okay. You saw that you could, through the, behind one of the zombies attacking you, you could see that explosion of, of fire. Okay. As as it got hit by a mine, and it's pretty far away. Uh, well, so, Jolissa is going to accelerate the tank to get as close to me as possible, and... Okay. Vake is going to attempt to jump out from this pile of zombies I am not really sure on what the um, range of the situation is, but if I can get back onto the tank, then I'll do that. If not, then just away from being at the bottom of a dog pile. Okay, let's say that let's get a 12 on a drive for Jalissa and a jump for you. And if so, you can you can leap out and, and get onto the car again, onto the tank again. Well, I don't know if I have a specific role for Jolissa. You can just use yours. Okay. And an acrobatics? Yes, please. All right, so you just barely got a 12 on the drive, so Jolissa guns it and zips between Jones and Karloff and pulls ahead, and it's looking a little bit desperate, but you manage to leap up into the air just as the the zombies claws are descending again and the tank plows into the group of zombies that was around you and you land on its on its back and have a stable grip on an armor plate awesome this feels a lot better and i think we tr we treat jumping as movement so do you have anything else you want to do this turn uh so I, am I in the tank? Are we in range of zombies we could plow into? Yeah, you can kind of take a take a swing off of them, or or just smash into them with the with the tank. Well, actually, I don't think we're purposefully trying to smash into them. We're just trying to continue to go as fast as possible toward the structure. So All right. if that involves hitting some of them, that's no problem. But we're actually not going out of our way to 
trampled him. So All right, so you're being as evasive as possible and, and not directly attacking any that you can avoid. And so you're now at the at the front of the pack of your your group in pursuit of the swarm. We harbor no resentment against these zombies. They attacked, but they did it with some degree of uh, civility and quiet. So I feel like they gave it 100%. Speaking of them, Jones, you've been you've been, you've been hearing these thuds and clanks. You've got a noisy vehicle besides and you've been hitting things. Um, but you behind you hear a noise that your your very your ear that is very used to this vehicle doesn't recognize. Mm, well, that's not good. And out of the shadows, a figure lunges at the back of your driver's seat as this creature has found its way into the interior of your vehicle. So are we just doing this as the standard DCV? Yeah. I don't think you've got anything that's really specific to your vehicle. Uh, yeah, I do. There's a subtract three off that because my vehicle, I have DCV extra when using the vehicle. Okay. All right. Then it rolled a nine and you rolled an 11. Uh, so it swings with those claws at you and you're able to you know, lean out of the way and scramble out of the, the path of its claws. Uh, but you're now, you've now got basically someone this this corpse clawing at you from the back seat of your of your piloting chamber and comet i think that you're now in the bulk of the horde a zombie is standing in the beams of your headlights and is is looks like it's going to try and jump onto your hood as you come up so oh give me boy. a defense i'll do so it got an eighteen. You got an eight, and you got a sixteen. So, you do you just uh, speed up to to hit it before it manages to make its jump, or how are you avoiding this? Oh boy, let's see. I've still got some zombies tethered to me, unless they've disintegrated off. You do, yeah. They're they're looking pretty rather the worse for wear, but you still you're still dragging them along behind you on this cable. I, I think that uh, cinematically speaking, uh, making making a hard turn and sweeping up the other zombie with the <laughs> zombie chain behind me um, makes the most sense. A little driving maneuver and and try to uh, you know trip the oncoming zombie. All right, you're, you probably f- pull a little bit further behind the rest as, as this is a hard swerve and swing that cable across bouncing the the bodies on the end of it along the ground as you do so and it trips this this zombie that was in front of you and wraps around a little bit so they're now caught up too and you've now got three of these creatures on this line that you're dragging Yay. behind you and Karloff you one of the one I think that since you're you're are you actively steering for these things to make sure to take as many of them out as you can? Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay, then I think that 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 gives them kind of an extra chance to to attack you, um, just because there's more of them in range. Uh, so you're going to get two of them try to grab onto your vehicle. Okay. So the first one. Want to give me a defense, please? Righto. 
So the first one rolled an eight and you rolled a 14. So you are able to easily turn your wheels slightly and smash into them instead of it managing to get onto your car. Uh, the second one that you pass by takes a, a swipe at the superstructure that's that's part of the Humvee's armor. Um, and you're at a minus one on your defenses here because this is the second time you've been attacked. Right. Gotcha. Uh, but you handily are able to avoid it. They rolled a 19. You rolled a 12 in the end. And uh, they grab on for a moment, but you're able to... to turn the wheel from side to side and and shake them loose um comet you've got the these three zombies dragging on a line behind you uh, up ahead you can see the the three remaining members of your group and you can see uh the last glimpse you had of that of the swarm of critters it, it was descending towards some sort of dark building on the horizon well not on the horizon at this point dark building that's that's swiftly coming up it's a large building, um, like the size of a the size of a barn. With, uh, with our target, uh, main enemy, sort of out of the picture at this point. Um, at least for my attacks, um, I am just gonna drive to catch up with my my teammates, my allies, uh, while roasting the zombies behind me to try to clear them off the line and reel it back in. So uh, I'll be using my, my flamethrower weapon, um, not as much like a weapon, but as more of a um, self-cleaning oven cycle. All right, I don't know that I even need to have you roll for that. You yep, turn on your, your flamethrower to... and reel in your your tether, and uh, yep. there's little bursts of strange colors of flame as as whatever remaining ragged cloth or or fleshes on these things burns off and they they fall apart you're seeing occasional sparks of gold or blue as that mm. energy is that's keeping them animated is disrupted comet says uh sorry 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 to herself <laughs> as she uh <laughs> incinerates <laughs> the remainder of the zombies i love comet so much <laughs> all right so it is the top of the round Vake, you're in front, so you have the best view of the that that very heavily damaged cloud of, of creatures converging on this barn. And then from within the barn, there's a, a flash and a flicker of light, almost as if there's lightning inside, golden, electric blue flashing. And you can see just from the, the light shining through the the structure of this dilapidated building and the windows that this is indeed just a big barn or big um, like farm storage building in the middle of, of all these abandoned and dead fields. Hmm. And then you hear a, a roar of an enormous engine that almost sounds like a growling animal. And you see the big barn doors at the at this side of the building burst open and a sort of vehicle emerges it looks like it was once a tractor with a combine attached but something has happened to it uh 
the same sort of distortion and transformation that happened to the vehicles from the junkyard has twisted it into an almost monstrous shape as this enormous industrial vehicle larger than Jones's digging rig with this huge, broad, spinning blade at the front of it launches out straight towards you and your entire group. It's it's as wide as the road itself. Okay. And is currently heading, currently playing chicken with you, heading on a collision course with the front of your vehicle. Next time on Tabletop Garden, Ego Driver. I think Jones has enough respect for industrial vehicles to recognize that thing could fuck him up. But I feel like the cooler thing would be to barnstorm in a thing that is not a plane. <laughs> Are you, you going to give us any any spoilers about what's in the ship? Or uh, is it a surprise? Vake's going to sit on top of the tank and take off their goggles. And you hear a soft whooshing noise from all around you like the sound of blood flowing. Big Eyes, Small Mouth, 3rd Edition was created by Guardians of Order. The theme music for this campaign is Wasteland by Phantom Elite, available under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. For more Tabletop Garden and to subscribe to us, visit tabletop.garden. And to support the work I do, visit patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.